Whatever job you need to do out there, grab the right tool to get it done. The new F-150 with an available hybrid engine and up to 7.2 kilowatts of pro power on board to power things on the go. It's not a tool you'll hang in a tool shed, but you can certainly use it to build one. The new 2024 Ford F-150. Tough this smart can only be called F-150. Available starting early 2024. Optional features the owner's manual for important operating instructions. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May of 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. Side stories. Right your That's when the cannibalism started. Side, Side stories. stories. <laughs> yes. Been watching the new season of Worst Cooks. Yeah. Just to see and guess which one of them is going to kill their family. Isn't that interesting? Well, they're definitely good at sharpening knives. Also, I know this is an audio podcast, but just mm-hmm. a visual for the audience. As Henry started talking about world's worst cooks, he slunched over, it somehow looks fatter, mm-hmm. and somehow like you became older uh, when no. you started talking about this? Because I said, how and always sitting back with the long view of society. Mm, that's but, very nice. But I sat and I'm watching best week. I'm, I'm watching worst cook. Um, It's still up. The ending has not been decided just yet. So what? Is, okay, hold on a second. Before we get into the the murder and the blood of this week, because believe it or not, there's a lot of it. Hmm. Um, is the goal to continue to get worse and decline as a chef? So they start good and then at the no, end no, you have no. to make like chicken nuggets and then they're like, you're the worst. Oh, you got to make the most nauseating slop. Is that where we are as a country? No, they are they are getting better. They get but better. Because you remember the last winner of Worst Cooks who killed her family, she oh, actually, yeah. by the end, time she got to the end right. let me look this up worst cooks murder. that's right i totally um, forgot that there was a worst cook who murdered her family when ariel robinson who was such a delight on the show oh, she I'm was sure. so fun she was a comedian everybody loved her on the show she wiped out her children and now they removed that entire season really? that season is not on there at all they oh got a new goodness. side coast and we one side host left because amberell's over there because she's she is locked into worse she has to do she that. has to it's stay good there. for her but they get a new host each time and because i think the last one was just shamed about the fact that they were like hobnobbing because you have so much yeah. beef roll so much b-roll of them joking around with this right. woman that then killed her children and i just always wonder it's been like now each one of these shows which one of you it's going to pop off. You're just asking questions. I think you were correct. I think they have mostly beef roll. I think that is completely true. <laughs> and let me just tell you this. Is that the Food Network that banned it? That, or that canned that one whole I season? I think technically scrubbed it? Discovery Plus is well, the one. Well, Discovery ones. Plus gets some freaking balls because WWE has not scrubbed one Chris Benoit match, has not scrubbed one Chris <laughs> no, Benoit interview. And if Peacock does that. I am going to be so mad. They're messing with my life now. (laughs) I hate Peacock so much. I tried to watch wrestling yesterday and everything is locked. 
That's what happens. All right. Well, welcome to Side Stories, everyone. I am Ben, hanging out with Henry. Yeah. I just want to start with a hero. I want to give it up to (laughs) Lil Nas X at the very, very top of the show. First of all. Wow. An applause. Very, very good. Lil Nas X. He released an unofficial. We have to make sure we keep saying it is an unofficial Satan Nike. Well, yes, because there's a lot of lawsuits by Nike because evidently they they didn't run it by them. Well, and apparently Satan yes. uh, and Nike don't get along, despite the fact that Nike is indeed worse than Satan. I mean, that's why we we love them, right? Sure. Uh, but they have uh, these shoes. Uh, they have a bronze pentagram attached to them, an inverted cross, and apparently, I don't know whether this is a bit or not. There's supposed to be a drop of real human blood inside of the shoe. Mischief, the people that actually created the mm. shoe, which is a uh, one of these. They do hot drops. Hot drops. They, their whole thing is they do uh, hot, takey, uh, grab your attention style shoes. Weirdly politically motivated, but also just art. Right? They just do like art. very intense, cool, like mini drops of uh, limited edition shoes. And of course, you know, I was going to put this on Twitter, but I decided I'm going to wait because I'm going to tell you my thoughts right here on this show. Every single Nike shoe has a drop of child's blood in it because children make them. They work and so they hard. And they bleed and they bleed. They and then work. that's what gives you the hops that allow you to dunk the ball. It it's the pain to, and the suffering. They only use the best kids. You know it's the most talented kids with the tiniest fingers, the most diligent responses to the thread. Absolutely. They have to. They're very trained. They're technically better than our children and we respect them. And They're thank very you so skilled. much for what they do. Look at them. I'm wearing them. No, these are, these are Adidas, but. Indeed. It's fine. These are not. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, these are made by old women. To be fair, this shoe company, Mischief, they also made a Jesus shoe apparently oh, sure. in 2019. Ha- but I have to say, first, I have two questions but for the, you. Mischief is the one, but also to clarify, so people, now Nike is trying to launch a uh, legal. Oh, they launched it. They're ain't trying to. Oh, yeah, they're suing as many people as they can. But the one that they're the person that they're they're suing mischief and not Lil Nas X. Lil Nas X just put his name on it. and Everyone's like, I'll buy it because he's famous and he's a spokesperson for it. And indeed, what a fantastic spokesperson. Oh, my God. He's perfect. Question number one. As someone you I know that you uh, you like to practice. You dabble in the dark arts of Satanism. What do you think about the commercialism of your spiritual beliefs? I know Satanism a lot of- loves commercialism. Okay, Satanism <laughs> loves commercialism. We absolutely love it. The whole point is that you flip it all on its side. You have somebody, you make a statement in the name of Satan, and in a perfect example of why someone becomes a Satanist, Little Nas X himself has said, like, essentially, you guys are all coming at me with the same bullshit for me talking about Satan as the, the kind of shit that drove me out of the church in the first place. All so, right. I mean, of course, he is hijacking the pipes and making Satan a household name again, and which is the only thing the Catholic Church ever wanted. Well, the Catholic Church, of course, and many, many uh, evangelical sects as well. Let's not be hypocritical mm, when right. it comes to blood, because, of course, they love to slam it down their gullets whenever they get a chance. Although in many evangelical communities, communities and churches they don't use real wine uh, to transition into the blood because there's a lot of former alcoholics so they just use a little <laughs> grape juice and that is 100 true so it's an interesting story it but, is funny to see i haven't seen like the religious right get upset in a while like this it's nice and to get them course, all whipped up and of course they have no like to stand on whatsoever when it no. comes to hypocrisy and all of Nothing. those things so it's like it's kind of fun to see like people pretend to be upset personally i am just a little bit upset because I don't like the sneaker that much. Well, you are not an Air Max I don't, person. Because, as I said before the show, I'm too fat. You can pop I'm not even too bubbles. fat. I'm just too big. <laughs> but the bubbles inevitably pop. And then you have like... 
Oh, it's very Every sad. time you walk, and that it sounds drives like a deflated me. tire. And it sounds like you're farting. Like there's a little mouse in your pocket farting. And it drives me insane. It's a sad part of the unequal version of your life, right? You technically have an unfair life because you're bigger. Some people like you better because you're bigger. But Some also don't. your bigger life sometimes leads to you have problems like your deep vein thrombosis. Deep and vein. And very, very wide feet where you had to come over the house the other night. You had to release your feet from your Nike Can blazer you for a while. leave one thing private, but please? But I'm just saying because they're a thin shoe. I was wearing my new Nikes. They were, they were I like those Nike a blazers. version of Converse, basically. Yes. They're very thin. I can't wear Converse. And it was because I drank too much beer the night before and my feet were bloated like a pregnant woman, okay? <laughs> leave me alone. I'm on to tequila now. But Lil Nas X is a brave person who I stepped forward. I really do. He's I think it's a very bunch of money. It's not that brave. If it would have hurt his career, I think I would say hashtag brave, I mean, but it just helped him. We will see how much of that money he's going to get to keep. But you know, this isn't the first time that Nike has participated participated in sort of more macabre things. I've got a pair of LeBrons and we're not just going to talk about shoes. We have a murder story coming right up. But this is actually but, fits within the wheelhouse and we finally get to talk about shoes and Satan at the same time, which I am excited about. So there is a pair of LeBrons that are based off the Friday the 13th where the Nike logo Stoke. drips blood. LeBron is dunking the ball, but in the vein of Jason Voorhees holding it's up his sword. It's really awesome. So Nike has dabbled in the horror arts before. And of I course. say if you're Nike, be cool. They're just mad about how much publicity it got. And I think the main, like, the main thing that they can't handle is the apparent drop of blood in the shoe that they can't seem to handle it. But the, according to Mischief, that each drop of blood came from a member of their staff. I would hope so. Not just from some random homeless person they found outside of their San Francisco offices. I hope consent was involved when getting the blood. Or is it just a horrible day to be an intern? It might be. Little Nas X also released that video where he full on grinds on Satan's cock. And I got to say, wow. Well, you know, between Dixie Chicks and Lil Nas, isn't country music exploring different avenues? It's incredible. He's all over that cock. But I will say, I do think he <laughs> he does owe a little bit of a tip of the hat to South Park and their portrayal hmm. of Satan and Saddam Hussein's oh, yes. uh, extensive relationship <laughs> in hell. But at the same time, Lil Nas X, what a hero for Satanism. You did it, buddy. Congrats. And I, I'm trying to get a hold of these shoes. It's already $2,500. There's Don't get a so, hold of them. The, it's There's too gonna much be money not, on the You're going to get a knockoff of a knockoff of a knockoff, and it's just going to show up as like a Yeezy. I and then you're going to be like, it. this is trash. I got, I got the app. I got the Mischief app to, to apply for it. I got up at 7 in the morning when the shoe went live to try to get it, but it was gone in maybe 45 seconds. Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage. I'm sure somebody bought all 666 pairs. So little Nas X, and little Nas X you know what? Throw a little... Throw a little fun in there as far as news stories go in this day and age. I thought that one was actually quite pleasant. And it involved a drop of blood in a pair of shoes. It but really isn't that was. where we are as a society? Yes. And it, I do love his response to where Lil Nas X, all these people are yelling at him. And he's like, you guys are acting like I haven't had nine months to plan this rollout. So he's just like, <laughs> he's firing on all cylinders. He's well, crushing it. Good for him. And of course, we always support our young and upping up and coming entrepreneurs oh. because that's exactly what he is all right well speaking of um well not speaking of anything really like that hmm. let's talk about crime this story takes place in michigan and henry you mentioned how you woke up at seven o'clock in the morning i'm sh i'm sure that you were like perky and it was like cinderella waking up after she married the prince i and everyone oh no man she was dubbed. tired after she married the prince because she was getting railed on all night 
but that's why she woke up so refreshed. Mm. And then the birds put all of her clothes on for you. I'm sure that's how you wake up every single day. Every day. I am such a delight in the morning. Yes. I'm sure you don't pick out a bunch of dingleberries from your recently farted butt. I do that at night. Isn't that nice? Well, this man in Michigan woke up to a gun to his head. Mm. And what did the intruder want from him? Apparently, two of his cats. Now, you just say two of his cats. I believe it was only, I think he only has two cats. Okay, because I'm about to say, he only wanted two of them. That's sad. Now, a dude woke up with a gun to his head. It's a 52-year-old man who has uh, not been identified. He's facing home invasion uh, charges because he demanded the dude's cats. This story is kind of insane, as you can imagine, because police are trying to figure out what the hell happened yeah. at around 4.15 a.m. on March 25th, on March 24th, rather. The victim says they woke up, gun was pointed at his head, the guy was like, give me your two cats, uh, and apparently there was a massive struggle. Yeah, he grabbed, of course. He grabbed a cat and left on his own, so I think there's still one cat at the house. What? But this guy just has no idea why the guy wants the cat. This sounds like Men in Black 4. He was later apprehended with the cat, which you can imagine, that's like, you know, let go of the loot before you're going to meet with the cops. Honestly, of all of the things I think would be really difficult to take is a cat against its will. Right? Wouldn't it be difficult to scoop up a big fighting cat? Absolutely. This is according to Sergeant Kurt Urkula, he tells People Magazine. Oh my God, there Ur- was Urkula. Urkula. Ooh, that's like fucking d- vampire Urkel. Oh, I that's love cute. big boobed vampire Urkel. He says there was a dispute over the cats, and he goes on to say, "I think there was some ownership dispute, but it what? wasn't the suspect's cats." So this person, at that point, I say, take the cats. I'm I don't good to know. go. What would happen if you wake up with someone a gun to your head? Up, it's so scary. And someone's trying to take Wendy. But isn't that almost a relief? That A, no. they don't want your wife. B, they don't want you. C, you can get a new dog. I feel like it would still be traumatizing. It sucks. But I'm saying out of all the things I mean, if anybody has take, to go, unfortunately, if anyone in the house has to go, if it's Wendy. Because I've already spoken about this with Natalie. Like, I hope you talk about fact, this with Wendy. Oh, I mean... Wendy, Wendy is already, she's very used to her lifestyle. And so she <laughs> she actually would not understand no matter how much I explained to her that this was happening and why it was happening. But I have spoke about it with Natalie about how said, like, if we were ever starving, we would have to eat Wendy. Oh, but Wendy like, would have died before you guys would have even become starving. No, you smash your bones because when it comes down to it, a dog can live for many, many days longer than a human can live without food. Wow. You're so horrible. you can actually, I don't, I'm not horrible. I'm a pragmatist. That's a horrible and thing to do to your dog. I, I wouldn't want to do it. And I'd be, I'd be crying while I was doing it. But at the same time, if I was so hungry, if I was so, so if I was so ravenous and we've already eaten our leather jackets, mm. which I actually don't even know if you can even do that anymore. Back in the Donner Party days, you could do, but I don't even know if there's enough meat anymore in leather currently for you to consume it and live. Well, this is why it's very dangerous to invest too much in faux leather, because when the end days do come, next thing you know, it's faux leather. You're getting killed for that because someone just sees you wearing what they pre- what they perceive to now be future beef jerky, mm. which is basically all a leather jacket will be. They try to cook it up. They're not going to get any sustenance whatsoever. And you no. died for nothing. So that's not necessarily great. No. What I would say is when it comes to eating my dogs, number one, if there was a gun to my head, I don't have a family. I'd take the bullet. I'd say you leave Puffin and you leave Jerry alone and you, and you leave shoot me, right here me to, in the head. You shoot me in the fucking head. That's a lot. Because a lot. Then what are they going to do without you? He's still going to get the dogs. When it comes to eating Jerry and Puffin, I think I would prefer that they just slowly eat me. Well, you know what they eat. What? I mean, they just eat. 
What did you eat? No, I just got them. No, I got them begging strips and I got them the thick cut ones. Ooh. I got them thick cut begging strips. Okay, dollar bills. <laughs> you tell me that's not fancy okay. food. Oh my that God. Every fancy. time one of my friends brings their dumpy dogs over. Whoa. And they look at my dogs and they're like, oh, Ben, you just leave the food on the ground. I'm like, no, they're you dogs. Don't. They're dogs. And people need to understand that dogs are just i see them eat vomit very defensive i'm not being defensive i'm just saying when ed larson specifically brings his monster dog when he brings rambo over and he tries to tell me that i am like he's like oh rambo can't eat that i'm like your dog would eat a baby rambo has he has problems with his butthole and he has bad diarrhea problems he's got bad gut problems my dogs don't no they don't so your your dogs are like steel tubes there is no problem, honestly. There's a lot of energy here. This is a very saying, deep topic. Every time Eddie comes over with Rambo, he says, oh, Rambo can't have those kinds of bones. I I'm think like, he's just saying Rambo fine. can't have it. Not that they can't have it, but that Rambo specifically can't have it. And you can't take that as judgment upon you when it's just a Rambo problem and not a Puffin and Jerry problem. I understand why moms get livid if someone even says anything about their children. Oh, of course. Like, I get hit it. Hit the roof. I, no, hit the roof. I get it. Because don't you tell don't, me how to raise my dog. You you don't know me. Don't act like you know me. And don't tell me when I am shopping at Petco and I'm looking at all the different That's treats. and company. That's pet. And there's a whole company involved with it. You tell me that I don't know how I'm picking out treats for my boys. You're going to tell me that into my house. This is very, this is a lot of emotion. I was put a gun to your head and demand your cats. What I learned from this story is the thing that all of our listeners have to remember is that at some point your enemies have to go to sleep. That is I think very that true. that's actually more important than this because it seemed to be some sort of ownership dispute over who owns these cats for some reason. And so when it comes down to it, sometimes it really just is about, are you willing to wait in someone's house while they're asleep until they wake up and then go and take those cats? Because in the end, maybe you're more of a father than the person who was asleep ever was. Well, because if that person knew that you were coming to take these cats or had an inkling that someone was somebody out there was coming. To come and take these cats, I'd be sleeping with one eye open with my rifle on my lap. I'd tape a bunch of knives to my cat's fingers. That's cool as hell. Let them know. Let them know that the cats are armed, the cats are dangerous, and the cats will mess you up because they're very happy being here. I completely agree with your sentiment. I hear what you're saying. That is, of course, why the Nazi party, that's why the Nazi army were hopped up on crystal meth. So they didn't have to sleep. Never sleep. But uh, you do die. You die early, yeah. Yeah, you, and you lose the war, That's and you, you do learn. lose the war. But yeah. inevitably, you might get one of the cats. You could. I mean, he. It sounds like one of the cats got away though. It sounds like he didn't even get that cat, and he's arrested. And just be careful. Don't don't steal people's cats. Just always let the animals be. Just visit and pet. Absolutely, and of course, we'll tell a story about someone waiting and hiding a little bit later on in this episode. One of the weirdest stories that it's I have ever seen. Fucking we have weird. Ever seen. Live from your grave. Last podcast on the left is sponsored by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Thanks, Squarespace. With Squarespace, it's easy to create a beautiful website all on your own terms. Don't let anybody tell you what to do. This ain't your mama's website platform. It is, actually. It's actually be very easy for your mother to learn. You don't want to miss Fluid Engine. It's a next-generation website design system from Squarespace with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. I thought it was just the name of what my blood pressure medication turned me into. I'm, I'm peeing. Now, my goals for the year are I have two warehouses 
filled with horse picks. Now, I know a lot of people, uh, obviously this bit has been done, but the Zendaya centaur picks are not going anywhere. And I've been trying to get the Judge Reinhold sitting on the Clydesdale line out. Uh, I need these moved, okay, because I have to move into the storage unit. Let's just say they're problems at home. So I need Squarespace to shoot this through the roof for me this year. And that's why I'm going to go full tilt. And not only are you going to get the Judge Reinhold sitting on the Clydesdale entire series, clothes and non-clothes, what we also are going to offer, and I mean this, we're trying to get into giraffe rides. I brought this up the other day. We got to start riding other animals but horses. Take pictures of the horses. Photoshop the horses into other celebrities, but stop riding them. Save a horse. Ride a giraffe with Squarespace. Go head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It says right here, what would you do if another extra hour of your day? I mean, well, obviously I'd get some nunchuck training in. Oh, I'd make love to my wife. That takes about nine. That's a full nine minutes of that hour. And then I would probably uh, go to get a donut. And then I'd probably yell at my parents. But a lot of us wish we had more time. The question is time for what? I don't know. What works for you? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. And therapy can help you find out what matters to you so you can do more of it. You know that question? They're like, if you had a billion dollars, what would you do? You know, and like, you know, when I answer it's, of course, I would grind the government to a standstill with my giant machine of my making in secret for many years. But a lot of people get mad at that. And it's really hard to do that in a job interview or like when you're meeting somebody's like your significant other's parents for the first time. So, and you might actually want to think of starting therapy. So give BetterHelp a try. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash last pod today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash L-A-S-T-P-O-D. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. And if that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Now, I love Babbel, and I love what they're doing for the people of America. But I went on there to find out if I could learn Fremen in order for me to go and harness the desert power that it would take to finally get the raids of the sand planet Arrakis. Uh, but they said they only offer real languages and uh, stuff that can really help people travel. I think that's mostly what Babbel's looking to do. They didn't really, like, I called customer service and I asked me, like, well, how can I possibly harness the power of a million Fremen? And they said, please, sir, stop calling. And I said, but I, I'm doing an ad for you currently while we're on the phone. And Babbel, you know what? God love them. They helped me learn German. And in the end, they, they were right. Because German's a lot more useful. Here's a special limited time deal for listeners. 
Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash left. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash left, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash L-E-F-T. Rules and restrictions may apply. Um, This is a story about uh, what it's like. Marriages are complex. <laughs> and there is a lot of working parts in a marriage, and you really have to figure out like what does everybody need, what does everybody want. Uh-huh. And the one thing that people like to do is they like to open up their relationship, and they like to maybe have things like a uh, some form of threesome. They like sure. to do these types of things, which I think is is perfectly natural. But a sometimes men- menage a trois, a menage a trois. Yeah. But sometimes it can lead to murder. I actually want to say 65% of the time. Untrue. Untrue. Most threesomes are fantastic. Everyone has a great time. Come is everywhere, and then they go out to Arby's. But the problem is that what it can do is set off, oh, he looked at, she looked at his penis too long. I was supposed to be the one holding her hands. (laughs) Um, But here's the story. This is Ada Pastor, shot to death by a wife, accomplice in alleged murder plot, investigators say. This comes from Oklahoma, and it is a very (laughs) Oklahoma crowd. (laughs) This comes from 80 Oklahoma. This is from News 9, uh, written by Brittany Toulis. New shocking details change the story surrounding the death of this Ada pastor, Dave Evans. So Dave Evans, he was a pastor, shot to death. Uh, He was shot to death as a murder plot involving his wife. The Oklahoma State Bureau of Investigation said Evans' wife went to the Ada Police Department Thursday morning investigators and said she told everybody what happened happened, which I think is really interesting. Let's go back to our other favorite source, the Daily Mail, which gets a little bit juicier. Pastor's wife, 47, and her lover, 26, are arrested for murdering her husband So after they had multiple hotel threesomes together. So they were having a lot of hot sex together in a motel. And again, this is why. And I'm going to say, I'm looking at this. You say hot sex. I'm looking more like lukewarm Sex. No, physically the room was very hot. Very That's hot. A lot of oh, meat these are anti these are very anti air conditioning people. Well, an absolutely. Oklahoma pastor's wife. Now, Christy Evans and her lover, Khalil Dreamy Square, have been arrested for the murder of her 50-year-old husband, David Evans. According to the police, they had at least one threesome with Square at a Super 8 motel. Well, apparently the problem here is though, and this is the thing with threesomes. So once you have a threesome. You got to make sure all you three are debrief. together. You have to have a, have a debrief. Well, you can do a debrief. That's great. Do that. Do a little debriefing. Sure. As if it's a CIA operation yes. gone horribly right. But if you want to continue to have sex with one of the people in the threesome, you have to alert the other person in said threesome. Otherwise, you end up in the band Fleetwood Mac mm-hmm. making great album. One great one album. really good album. So that was the problem here was she, the wife, continued to bang Khalil, but the husband was not privy to this information, well, no, no, and no, no, I no, think no. that 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 may have added a little bit of a riff oh, to the relationship. Yeah. So she, that was, you know, again one of one of the many problems that happened here. Well, according to this, because first of all, it was not like old Dave Evans was a looker himself. He's looking a little bit like a roadie from Rush. He's got that big steel cross on and the sable goatee. But apparently, after engaging in the group sex, Christy and Khalil, yes, they kept sleeping together. But she started complaining to Khalil that her husband called her a... a this is what I'm trying to figure out. It's what this word that is Wife. bleeped out. It is, four, it is five letters, though. It's He called her a fat, 
W H A. Oh, whore. Is it? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's what it um, was. And then she also, wanted we can, This is the Daily Mail, and they're like, we can't say the they word whore. whore. By the way, like, on the next page, this is called the Gaper of the Week. It's like, thank you, Daily Mail, for being so sensitive. So she complained to Khalil, call her of one of these fat ones, and, they wanted her, and she wanted him dead because he was so verbally abusive. So on March 22nd, Khalil entered the family's home while they were sleeping and shot the pastor dead in his bed. And you think the whole time she's like, Oh, when is he gonna come? It's when like Santa. It's like Christmas night, isn't it? Because this woman does look like me shaved and in a wig. He then yeah. fled the scene and Christy called 911 claiming an intruder, some kind of Asian. Oh my goodness. He had, uh, claiming an intruder had broken in and killed him. Four days later, she confessed to police because she said she, she felt bad. So um, she actually probably could have gotten away with this because I oh, can't yes. imagine the cops. I mean, Khalil would have went to prison hardcore Maybe for if, it. if they found him. I'm not sure if at that point they had even found him. I think what, what we have here is the single worst woman to ever have a threesome. Obviously could not handle the sexual attraction that she had to Khalil. Her husband and her, when they married, they were actually kind of cute. They were sort of like a long-haired hippie couple. It is so obvious that she was in way over her head. Just, she got she got yeah. deeped, dicked in a way she had never been before. She finally felt the back of her vagina. And could not even handle it to the point where she had a murder plot set up, but then also couldn't handle it because then she confessed to the cops. And if you're Khalil, you're like, I did all of this for you, and now you're just going to confess right to, to me jail. killing this guy? This is a nightmare times 10. Well, I just don't know why you can't get divorced or keep fucking him. Tell your husband, hey. Hey, I'm fucking this guy. You should go fuck somebody else too. Like you should go do something. Well, let's open it all the way up. And oh, obviously, I feel like David Evans is gonna be like, yeah, well, where am I supposed to go down by the Hertz? Because honestly, Khalil only got involved because of this whatever the 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 pure platinum white heat between him and Christy Evans, which is like, yeah. to be honest, she looks like L. Ron Hubbard. If L. Ron Hubbard was a woman. Yeah. And of course, you know, I mean, he's a, you know, he's a younger gentleman. So that helps. He I just suppose. went to but town you know, on her. But or maybe he thought that, like, there would be some money there. But I don't know if there's a lot of money in a pastor's wife life. Like, I don't know if there's, if there's, is there cash? I don't had? think. Not. Is I it just passion? Is all of this just passion unbridled? I think this is a middle class pastor. This isn't a uh, mega church pastor. No, I can't he's imagine wearing old Navy. too much money involved. But the problem is, once again, if you have a threesome, this guy probably likes to be cucked. You just got to invite him back into the room because that's the only appropriate hashtag Christian thing to do. That is what they agreed upon. And she broke the triangle of trust. And then she, she murdered her husband. And now they're both going away for a long time. And for what? For what? For, for a couple what? of for a couple of deep dickens. Because when it comes down to it, like I know everybody wants that deep dickin. I get it. I know you're searching for it. Everybody would like it. But when it comes down to it, in jail, that deep dickin memory is going to go away so fast. You're not going to remember that deep dickin because well, it's going to be gone. You have to build. Have a can't let your soul get deep dicked. By yeah. someone's personality. Well, you know, I, I think that that's really important. And that's the foundation of a solid relationship. Even more sad, uh, Christy, of course, the woman who killed David or set up the murder of David. They have tr three children together. Yes, um, it's so very sad. It's a very sad story. Get a fucking machine. Well, there's a series of other things other than murdering your husband. Yes, there's so many other things. You get one of those big old kickstand dildo machines. I've seen Lady Lock up. 
she's going to find Wendy with the long hands and mm, she's going to be just long, like, thin hands. She's got all those, the got those manicotti fingers. Yeah, she's yeah. going to find manicotti Wendy fingers who's just going to, you know, she's going to get she's going to have a fine time there. Oh, but that's great. This is according to the the church. Apparently the church, they had to release a statement and it's ironically called the Harmony Free Will Baptist mm. Church, which is the most open-minded three words I've ever seen before the word Baptist Church. <laughs> Harmony Free Will. It's almost like someone doth protest too much. Perhaps. So they say Harmony Free Harmony Free Will Baptist Church has been grieving the death of our pastor, David Evans, over the last few days. The circumstances are now just coming to light, and uh, they have taken us by surprise, and we're greatly saddened. We serve a perfect Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave his life for us. These revelations do not diminish that truth, and we will continue to serve him. That's the one thing about being a pastor. Here today, gone tomorrow, new pastor in town, because at the end of the day, you're just a little middle manager, and God is the CEO. Oh, yeah. And guess what? David Evans is honestly, you know, he'll go up to heaven. Will he? In his own fake. No, he's not going anywhere. I don't know. He's just in a coffin. He's in the three-way, and he's having a three-way in the sky. <laughs> which isn't that nice. All right. Well, I've got to tell this story. This is one of the most, like, this, oh, this story just drives me nuts. Do you want to tell this Ohio story about this dude who lived under the bed? I mean, this is scary and also, but also oh, weird. It's so weird. Okay, so there's this dude. His name is Jarrett Wright. He met this victim, a very young girl. I believe she is. She's, they said between 13 and 18. Between 13 and 18. Let's say she's, let's go with 15. True. So he met her on Instagram. Unbeknownst to her mother, he had, first of all, also Jared Wright, he had been charged with three counts of rape and one count of producing child pornography. This man is absolutely horrible. Yes. So he meets this girl on Instagram. Turns out he was hiding under her bed. She did know he was there. But again, the term consent is not even in the picture. No, it's here. not even in the this picture. This is a young, young baby girl. So he was hiding under her bed. He would sneak out at night. He would hold her down and obviously enforce her to have sex with him. And the girl's mom did not know until finally the girl's mom discovered him. And it was unclear as to how she discovered him. It's unclear exactly how long he was staying in the house. They suspect it could be three weeks. I don't know how long a man can live under the bed who is not the boogeyman. So she was, I mean, obviously being... Uh, manipulated and trained. Maybe she was bringing him food and Something, water. But he's sleeping. I mean, when it comes you, down to it, I want to say this to any woman. Oh my God. Anybody. Never fall for a man who's got to live under your bed. He should have his own bed. I agree with you on that, Henry. Not always do I agree with you, but on that, you are 100% correct. Anybody who's got to live under your bed, it's not husband material. Can you imagine being the mom when you see this, when you know this man has been under your bed for three weeks, that's the thing. When someone like like that fantastic film uh, from, what was it, two years ago? Where Parasite? They, Parasite. Yeah, it was great. The idea of someone being in your house and you don't know it, you don't know it. So you're like, okay. But then once you find out, oh, someone's been in your house for three weeks. Oh, oh I'd move. It's so scary. I'd move. I'd never come back. You never find me again. I would be gone. I would be gone so fast. Have you found out like a, just a man could just casually live under the bed? How many times I've been going in there singing I'm every woman, vacuuming and all this kind of shit. Meanwhile, he's still under there just jerking off thinking about how he's going to have sex with my daughter at night. Oh, and my daughter's a dog. This is absolutely disgusting. The guy looks like... 
kind of like a Richard Ramirez. He is like one of these wispy, mustached, uh, loser fuckfaces that I have just seen. He's just the type of person who points at words on TikTok. Jarrett Wright, 20 years old. I mean, I cannot imagine how much more devastating, what more devastating things this man would do in his life if he is ever out. Like well, this dude is a scary serial predator who, this is why, like the Ramirez story, the one thing that does scare me the most is the idea that you're going about your business and there's someone in the closet. Oh yeah, of course. Like, and BTK too. It's very, very scary. And that's why I don't even like look under my bed because I'm like, I'm not scared. I'm not going to look under my bed, but you got to look under the bed sometimes, I guess. I check every corner of my house. God damn. I check every corner of my house before we go to sleep. And it's just the truth. I, I do one scan. I do one big old scan. I look through everything just so for, and yeah, maybe I'm paranoid. No, I maybe don't know. I'm fucking paranoid. I don't know if you are or not. We've been doing a true crime show for over a decade. It, it comes to a point where are you being paranoid or are you just being cautious? I don't and know. Irrational. I don't even know. But this kid in a way, I saw, and I call him a kid too. And this is not excusing anything. No. It sounds like this guy's a also one of these. He, I, there must be some storyline he has in his head that this was some form of romance, that this was like a thing that he could do. I don't know what I the hell know. was going on with this fucking moron. But you know what? Now he's going to go to jail for a quite a bit of time. I imagine he will see some time for doing this for you know breaking and entering essentially probably holding a hostage doing all sorts of shit so, so he is going to go to jail and then he's gonna not do well in jail either well and of course he uh, again as i said he was charged with three counts of rape and one count of producing child pornography and this whole thing takes place in cincinnati so you can almost just hear the monster under the bed slurping Cincinnati chili. chili. Just those so the, much of it. There's I wish that it about, wasn't. I wish it happened in a city that it didn't have its own chili. I know Skyline Chili. It's again just because it just gives a bad name to chili. And then when I think of him, and I'm thinking of chili, and I, and I don't want to be thinking of chili while I'm looking at you. You know what I mean? I want to be no. thinking of chili when I'm thinking of the American flag. I want to think Do about you, chili when I'm when I'm thinking about my family and friends and beers. When it comes to someone being in your house and watching you okay obviously we know scary horrible sure but they deserve whatever they see I'm, that's for certain but aren't you i feel like if i found that out i would just immediately be so embarrassed oh sure all, all of the, the weird things. shit that you do alone yeah, all just, the stuff that you just deep the in your own personal time all the times that i've you know you know you smelling your own perineum to make sure that you don't need to shower that day you're all it's all about a that's a that's a health check. That's a health check. And just to know, but you know what? Now that you said that sentence, I'm actually going to flip it. Good. Yeah. Smell my shit. Watch see me, me do bend this. bend over. Oh, yeah, And see dude. if I can stretch to my toes today because I'm trying to drop a few LBs. You want to watch me you do wanna that? You want to see the, the boy perform? But I also have a feeling that people aren't hiding under our beds for a very specific reason. No, no, no. They're not there. We we turn them off for some reason. When anyway. It comes out to it. But honestly, if they did work, they were one of those people that wanted to eat human shit, we'd be a great place for you to come. Oh, my goodness. Because you we come have... to our house, the fucking you can get some guaranteed hot loafs the fucking <laughs> second I wake up. Honestly, it's easy. <laughs> So in the end, you should choose some big galoot versus some tiny woman. I don't know. Not even a woman, a girl. Little, choose a little girl. Go find a big fat man. I don't. Uh, just don't find anyone. So we don't want to scare everyone who has children out there, but you should just be maybe scared. look under the bed you should be tonight scared. You and absolutely for the foreseeable future. And you know what I, was, what I would do? I would just, you know, oh my God, I love the first 
um, Friday the 13th. Some yes. of the best kills. I don't actually love the twist at the end, to be honest, but it's cool because I, but it's I'm a Jason. Fine. I just, I'm we Jason were all guy. Jason people. Yes. But when you just stab through the couch, stab through the couch, stab through the bed. And then if you hit something, if it comes up with a little blood on shouldn't it, shouldn't have been there. Shouldn't have been there. That's my house. This is my bed to stab. Of course, your family will say mommy's stabbing the bed. And why is she destroying where I sleep? Mommy is in charge of the house. Mommy chooses what's get stabbed in this house. And mommy is protecting you. And hopefully your pet turtle or uh, gerbil is not underneath the bed. Because then mommy's going to stab the get him fucking out pet there. But anyway, that happened in Ohio. That happened in Cincinnati. Be freaking careful. This man is going away. And thank God for it. No one is safe. Not even in bed. Not even in bed. Now, this story might trigger you, Kissel. I'm always triggered. Um, This comes from, this is an old-timey story. This is an old-timey account <laughs> okay. of a Bigfoot sighting. Oh, okay. That I think is really, really fun. It's Why from the 1880s. That, that's fun. I like that. Um, this is a story that took place in the 1880s. Um, and this was recounted in the 50s. This is this fun story. Okay. My name is Rita Swift. I live in Orange County, California. In 1945, my grandfather, George Hood, told me a story about the time his train hit a large ape creature <laughs> and bent the cowcatcher on his train. Oh. This was in the 1880s, and he was an engineer on a train that ran along the borders of the U.S. and Canada. It was night, and all of a sudden that train hit something and they stopped the train because the <laughs> cowcatcher was dragging on the tracks. At first they thought it was a moose, but when they all got out with their lanterns, they discovered this huge smelly ape Whoa. hung up in the catcher. Why do they always have to put the odor of the ape? You think a moose would smell good or a smelly, cow smells smelly, good? Smelly, funky, funky ape. They only had lanterns for light, and they were in the forest basically in the middle of nowhere. It took most of the crew to pick it up and left it to an open flat car. They noticed it was structured differently from a gorilla of ape and smelled so bad. The crew got the smell on them. Oh, my God. Like, they in 1850, this construction crew smelled great themselves. You triggered. know what? I am getting triggered. Immediately triggered. They left it on the flat car because it took at least two hours to straighten out the cow catch-up. Good thing my great-grandfather was also a blacksmith. These were back when men had skills. Yes, I know they could do multiple things. They were at least two hours from the next water tower and station of sorts, so the brake man noticed Indians sneaking around the forest. This is from back in the day. Of course. Um, when they were ready to go, the crew checked on their smelly passenger, but he was gone. They huh. looked for tracks and decided the Indians had dragged it away to the forest across the stream. Because, of course, they want them, you know? They I want that stinky corpse. I guess they so. They washed up in the stream and were glad to get rid of it. The smell had even remained in the flat car. <laughs> My great-grandfather took pieces of the hair back and gave it to a doctor he knew in Michigan. They had all decided the creature had escaped from a circus or some kind of sideshow. Great-grandfather thought it was eight feet tall and weighed at least 500 pounds. Whoa! Because it took six men to carry it off the tracks. When my daughter was a student at California State University at Fallerton in 1986, I met a professor of anthropology. The reason I was there was I donated Indonesian fighting swords to her department. Oh I don't my know how you got them. Humble brag. They okay. were very old and belonged to my husband. I just didn't feel comfortable having them in my home anymore. Oh, right, so this, a lot, this, a lot is of a, information. this is a woman that you're interpreting. I noticed in her office she had information on the walls about a big foot. I told her the story and she believed it was documented. My grandfather said the ape had a different face than what he remembered of a gorilla. He said the teeth were like a human, but extremely wide and large. The body hair was thick, dark brown, with light tipping, and the eyes were large and dark. He said it agreed it was male because of its genitalia. 
<laughs> Grandfather continued as a railroad and engineer at the California-Wyoming line until he retired in 1925. He fought off outlaws with a six-shooter from the cab. Uh -oh. I have a photo of Grandfather with the crew stopped in Eads, Colorado, with a large cannon hole in the side of the engine. This was in 1898, when some outlaws on horses pulled up an old Confederate cannon along the tracks, fired it at the engine. Wow. The crew chased him away, but left the train damage. They were on their way to Durango carrying bank money from Denver. Grandfather would never tell these stories that were not true. He would never tell stories that were well, not true. I don't know about he that. He was a devout Methodist. And he well, said his prayers so loud every night the whole house could hear him. I don't know what he that means. He's an honest I man. Don't but. Know. He had originally come from the Amish, Mercer County, Pennsylvania, <laughs> but left to fight for the Union in the Civil War. It's the Amish. His father did not accept this decision, <laughs> and he never returned to Mercer, Colorado. Never once. He was born in 1845, and he died in 1947. Well, number one, a hell of a life. Good work. I fantasize, obviously, about that wild, wild west existence. As a matter of fact, I get my clothes at the Western General Store. <laughs> um, but you don't realize, like, it's real dangerous. Yeah, man, you get shot. Same, like, they all the time. Wheeled, they wheeled up a cannon to a train to shoot the train. Because it had a bunch of money in it, though. Oh, yeah, that's what's cool. They're running money across on the tracks. You ever Even tr Sasquatch trying to get that fucking cash money. That's exactly right, because Sasquatch might want to bring that money to the past, the present, or the future, because, of course, it can transfer through time. But now you try to do that with a Brinks truck, you're just going to get murdered. You can get murdered, but wasn't there a Brinks truck robbery in Inception? You just have to use the top. And then use your dream technology. Inception or the one where they wear the funny old man mask. It's takes oh, the place the in Boston, the town. The town. I love those. Love the town. Bostonians. Rise from your grave. Shopping for humans is hard. But shopping for your dog is easy. Thanks to Bark. Because dog can't give you its opinion. But every month we deliver dogs and treats just for your pup because they deserve to be spoiled. And then the dog shows you what they like. It's incredible. Only I could teach Wendy to use an iPad. She's so resistant. She scratches it up, barks at it, barks at me. But if she could use it, she'd order BarkBox for herself. At Bark, we send your dog a whole new collection of toys and treats made just for them every single month. And for a limited time, we'll double your first box for free. How about that? Wendy loves her little toys. Carmi has become quite a terrorist when it comes to her toys, and she's a murderer. She rips these things up, but, you know, we got some high-quality, tough toys from BarkBox, and she absolutely loves them, and our family could not be happier. <laughs> and if you just want a slice of this joy, you got to go to BarkBox. To get your free upgrade, go to BarkBox.com left. That's right. You can sign up now at BarkBox.com L-E-F-T for this exclusive offer. This ad is now over. Let's go back to petting our dogs. No matter what kind of work you do, how you communicate is key. Yeah, very key. You gotta communicate clearly. All these emails, reports, and presentations are equally important to the collaboration needed to get things done. Grammarly can help. Grammarly is your AI writing partner to help you communicate more effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact at work. It's like you're Captain Kirk and Grammarly is data. And you're kissing a lady on another planet. And data is just trying to make sure you write better. Better writing means a stronger impact. And Grammarly works across 500,000 apps and websites. And by understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. It did begin to understand when I was yelling and when I was doing bits versus 
me because I do use Grammarly, and it's nice. But I will also say Grammarly does will do the thing where it's like, um, I think maybe you missed a little comma here, blah blah blah. When it's like, yeah, I know. Thank you, Grammarly. Like, thank I get it. Yes, but still, like maybe we could just think about what I'm going through today, right? But Grammarly really does help because that's what we all need: a stern teacher with glasses and uh, little buckled shoes. That's Grammarly to me. That's what I see. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Sign up and download for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Do you want to set your child up for success? Yeah. So they can do some work finally for once, right? You're sitting around. They're just playing with their blocks, with their iPads, not bringing any money into the house. What a sham. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework and you find yourself too dumb to help yourself? It's easy with IXL Learning. It's an online learning program. It's for kids. You'll end up learning stuff yourself because adults don't know anything anymore. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way with positive feedback. Honestly, I feel like a lot of children could benefit from IXL learning. I think a lot of adults could benefit from IXL learning because learning gets pumped right in your home. They don't have to go to an elementary school like Adam Sandler did and Billy Madison because that is not yet accepted by society. All right. So you make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And last podcast on the left, listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash left. Visit IXL.com slash L-E-F-T to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. All right. Well, Henry mentioned genitalia. Mm. So we must tell this. This is a feel-good story. Now, I can't personally watch this show because I, I hate this show. I am not a pimple popper person. No, it disgusts me. I still don't particularly understand how this person has a television show. It's, I don't understand the pimple popper thing. People love it, though. They love it. And I again, yeah, that's just not for us. It makes me queasy. But there was a dude... And you know how we like our earlobes not to look like testicles. No, I like my earlobes being real lobey. Real just a lobey. Well, this poor dude, he had a a growth in his earlobe that looked just like a sack of balls. It is absolutely (laughs) fantastic. He has a sack of balls growing off his ear. And he said the biggest problem was that when he would walk down the street, the balls on his ear would slap him in the face. (laughs) It's so sad. He had this growth for 21 years. The dude is 38, which means he had this at 17 high school is hard enough when you don't have balls dangling from your ear he's had it since he was 17 years old he said it's a constant sort of it's a constant source of irritation and it interferes with his job as a forklift operator also to make things even gotta fucking regularly wash it because it can give (laughs) off a bad smell so he's got a sack of nuts on his ear that can give off an odor i'm surprised they can't even i'm really surprised they didn't blur this out it is such a sack of balls it's such a sack of balls so but they God, Dr. Sandra Lee, not to be confused with the woman who is a chef, uh, formerly married to that scumbag up there in New York. Uh, she said, I can do this for you. Um, so she went, she gave him the opera, she put him on the operating table, she figured it all out. And my God, look at, oh my God, look at the before. Yeah. 
And then oh. the there literally is. It's, it's a just, sack of she nuts. She talks about how she had to get a whole new set of scrubs because as soon as she popped it with her scalpel, it shot juice all over. Yeah. Um, oh, I hate this. I don't like the show. He says that it's the size and weight of a pear. Yeah, it's the size of a pear. He oh. says it's heavy. You can see how it just pulls on my ear. It's the size of a pear and it's shaped like a pear. Obviously, he doesn't want to say a pair of balls because it's on his face. And he says it goes from skinny then fat at the end. Oh. And then he says, sometimes I'm moving my face really fast and the bubble just starts slapping. Oh, me. that's what he said. And honestly, this is really true because this is where it gets sad. He's like, oh. depression is real. It started when I was 13 being bullied at that age. I'll take everything out of you. It'll take everything out of you. As big as I was then, I was still soft. I don't like confrontation. It's kind of like you. You're saying how everybody yells at the big guy. And he's like, I'm just tired of people talking about, oh man, look at that ball on his ear. <laughs> I'm a lovely person, and that's how I want people to see me. And of course, he got this surgery because he has a wedding coming up. So he found that's lots, incredible. It's incredible, and the fact that this woman could look past the the balls is just great. Yeah, I mean, honestly, you just sling them behind your neck. I've never well. really understood people that have a problem with something like this, where you're like you can avoid it. It's just there. You have so much other person, and like you know, you just kind of hide it. You put it in a little pouch or something. Yeah. Um, well, according to the doctor, she says it's called a keloid. A keloid. She says it's usually triggered by trauma. It's usually hard and firm. Uh, she says it just kind of feels like kind of tissue. Yeah. And um, anyway, so just every day wake up and say, I am so happy I don't have balls on my ear. But then also how happy I am that this man was able to find yes. someone to help him. And this was much more than just popping a big zit. This was an straight up they had surgery to, they surgery. had to cut it open take all the gunk out of it they had to cut off and they had to they had to sew up the bottom of his ear Ooh. it's really intense i don't watch this show this show i i can you imagine because i like to do something called grays which is watching food network and eating oh yeah of course um, no, no no you're talking about a daily <laughs> lifestyle yes which i know every single dietitian says don't eat tea don't well, don't eat your TV, but don't eat while watching TV because it just, I guess it doesn't do something like your body doesn't realize that you're eating and then you eat way too much. What? It shuts off. Like, That's you're supposed a lie. To, no, you're supposed to focus. I'm sick of all these doctors lying. You're supposed to like focus on what you eat, eat, and then like not, because when you graze and you're watching Food Network shows, you're naturally going to get hungry. Well, I got to eat something while I'm watching the Food Network shows because if not, I get so violently hungry, we fight. But you can imagine someone who eats while watching this show mm. and especially it makes you think of an egg. When you get like, if you have like a nice, a nice, I like egg, a nice runny, sunny side runny egg. egg. Mm. Somebody, if you can eat while watching Doctor Pimple Popper side stories, lpotl at gmail.com, Let us know how you can do it. I we am have trauma. a lot of listeners that Literally, are like that though. Well, and I know in my family, so I am traumatized from pimples because my middle brother Chris, he would pin me down and he would pop the zits on my back. I guess he liked to do it. Some people do. I don't understand. I had a girlfriend in high school that liked to pop my blackheads. Then <laughs> I was like, I don't like it. But it, it's nice that they'll do that. I guess so, but it still kind of hurt. Well, but it's, it feels good to have the only thing that I can say about like, I get the idea of having the Rex, the, the release. I get that. I get that because ugh, ugh. But it just looks so gross. Still, but I, but ugh. I understand. I, I almost get, you know, when you see somebody with something that's about like a big old zit that's yes. about to get popped. I do wish I could get the sensation of it being popped, but not see it. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it, I, but I like the idea of just being like, Ooh. oh, wow. I excavated this 
toxin, but uh, I don't know how it's a TV show. We have I mean, pitched I used all to over the place, and we'll never get, we'll never be as famous. What I'll as tell, the you want to hear a really disgusting story. When I used to be really, really, very, very broken and didn't have uh, health insurance, I used to have a problem with getting ingrown toenails because I used to wear shoes. Sure. Which were, that's the problem is that when I wasn't wearing shoes that were wide enough for my feet. Yeah. And so I used to get really bad ingrown toenails. So what I used to do is stick my foot into a bunch of ice until I got my toe good numb, and then I would I would light a um, uh, needle, either a needle. I would do first use a needle to kind of pop it all out, but then I would use um, nail clippers that I'd also put under a lighter, and I would use those to just cut chunk and chunk and chunk out of it as my toe would like. Yeah, uh, I try to do as fast as possible for my toe stop being numb. I used to do that constantly between wrestling and football in high school. Your toes get all janked up, and you have to do it. I'm actually that's not even that disgusting. Yeah, it's home surgery. Yeah, oh, what, a gotta, great, what a great what a great to do it anyway. Just be careful, and again, be thankful that uh you don't have balls on your ears yeah be thankful well and next week we don't we're running out of time but next week i'm going to cover this this new alien story because i want to devote some more time to it okay fantastic well are we on to hero of the week i believe we are all right let's do hero of the week this story it's just a special story and i absolutely love this man his name is Stuart mcdonald Stuart mcdaniel he is a landlord. He has a lot of properties in Tulsa. As a matter of fact, I think he has 230 properties, 86, which are commercial. This past year has been an absolute nightmare, economically devastating. And this landlord did what I wish every landlord would do. He refused to evict 145 tenants during the pandemic nice. because they couldn't pay Holy for shit. the rent. And this wow. is like... Thank God for people like this. Having some sense of decency to human beings. So McDaniel, he acknowledged everyone was hit by the pandemic. And he's like, you know what? I just can't do this. His work has been described by members of this community as not gentrification, but ensuring that the soul of the neighborhood is still kept alive. So he really cares for Tulsa. He's in Tulsa. And he realizes if you've got 146 people evicted, what the hell is that going to like? What's that going to do? do? It's going to destroy your community. And he knew that. So he says you have to create a home that the family who becomes your tenant loves living in with affordable rental fees. This work is not just about collecting the rent. And apparently the people that live in his homes, they really like them. Apparently they're well done, well kept up. This is according to Naisha Hall, who actually has a successful daycare this is what she has to say about Stuart. She says, Stuart made my dreams a reality. We call him the daycare dad. We opened in October of 2020 and we are now at full capacity. Wow. serving up to 45 children. And uh, they also whole named the daycare Tony's Angels Learning Academy. Man, that's so. what a nice bit of news. It it's is a so nice fucking hard out there for so many people. And the idea of just generating more homeless people, like kicking people out of their way, because you still don't horrible. understand is that when you kick them out of their apartment, it it starts to it starts that descent of like Massive. where will they ever get the chance to normalize like where will they ever get a chance to go and like take care of themselves enough in order to get a job like we this is the whole point I, we've lost all touch with the idea of like don't you want the same tenants like in your house like don't you want to keep them don't you want to build like a, a like a community isn't that like I mean I guess they they don't, well, but I don't understand. These, well, a lot of these massive corporate landlords don't. And this guy, he is much better than them. He says, when it comes to uh, other landlords considering eviction, he says, be mindful that everyone has to give a little during this crazy time. Take a second look at the tenants that are behind you and ask yourself if your actions 
now contribute to their sustainable success in the near future or not. So Stuart McDaniel, thank you so much for what you've done in the great area of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Many Oklahoma stories today, some good, some not so good, but this one I'm going to say is great. It so is Stuart good. McDaniel, congratulations, buddy. And um, just please take care of each other out there, especially during these trying times. Okay, here we go. We got some really good uh we got some good feedback about talking about how easy it was to rip a human ear off. Yeah, week. I know. People were surprised, but then again, some weren't surprised. No, they weren't. Here's uh, some listener emails. Here we go. Regarding ripping off a human ear, that's a, mem- <laughs> I, that's a memorable story via my Navy SEAL friend, Frank. He's Why now did, 70-ish. They should have gotten somebody to rip the guys with the balls ear. Why can one? It's eight pounds of pressure. We don't need to. He doesn't need to go to Dr. Pimple Popper. I could have ripped his fucking nuts off his head. This is why. Okay. Um, He destroyed a guy oh. by grabbing his ear. As the ear doesn't pop off necessarily, it's more like the ear is the pull tab to rip a guy's face off, <laughs> um, which is pretty intense. It was pretty intense. He said in another one that he said this guy, I mean, you know, no, you can never tell if anything's real or not from somebody who's seven years old who said that used to be a Navy SEAL. But honestly, this is fun. He said <laughs> he was sent on a secret mission to assassinate someone and return with the body. He hiked through the Balkans, killed his target, tethered her waist to his, hiked back through the Balkans. He slipped, dropped her body, and then ended the story with, and that's how I broke my spine. Oh my God. Wow. shit. 70-year-olds, well, some of them have really crazy stories. Others are just upset that they have to go to parlor now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is a, the, I also, this is really fun. I took a self-defense class, and the only thing I remember from that is how easy it is to rip off an ear. Apparently, the main thing you want to do is you want to grab the top of the ear with uh-huh. as many fingers as you can, and then rip straight downwards in a straight, forceful, and quick motion. The instructor told us that doing this would, quote, rip an ear off like you were tearing paper. That's fucking sweet. <laughs> Um, Is he going to Jigsaw's Academy of Martial Arts? That's the type of thing. It helps. I guess. Okay, yeah, that that makes sense. You start from the top and pull down. I suppose when it comes to ripping an ear off, that's the only proper protocol. Okay, and here's this last story. This is interesting. Okay. After last week's episode of Side Stories, where you guys talked about various issues you and other LPN family members have had with airport security, Mm -hmm. I had to write in with my experience flying in Poland. Um, where it's actually uh, you you actually operate the plane using yeah. little bicycle wheels. You can do a whole series of funny jokes. So there. many, so funny. Um, uh, actually, the uh, planes in Poland float. <laughs> in 2018, I was studying abroad and living in London. Myself and two of my friends decided to take a, we- a weekend trip to Poland and Germany. Oh. We first flew to Poland from Heathrow in London to pay a visit to Auschwitz, just like him and Marcus. Yeah. We were in Poland for a little less than 24 hours before flying out to Germany, where we were going to spend the rest of our weekend. Can I just say this, though? When it comes to, like, we went to pay a visit to Auschwitz, I just don't, I just, that's why I'm always confused on, like, what do you call it? Like, we took a journey to Auschwitz. Vacation in Auschwitz. Vacation. Like, there's a Look, lot of different- We summered at Auschwitz. Yeah. I don't know. Um, it's hard, hard to approach the whole subject. It is very, it's, it's a, intense. Yeah. It's intense when you spend a vacation. Yeah. Upon going through security at Warsaw Airport in, in Wulichi, which on the surface is much less intense than TSA checkpoints in America, to catch our flight to Berlin, 
Myself and one of my friends traveling with me, we had our bags set off some kind of alarm that would be triggering, and we didn't know what would be triggering these alarms. The security agent at the time, at the end of the bag scanning machine began yelling in Polish what we could only assume was a question to the room of who these bags belonged to. My friend and I said the bags belonged to us, and we were immediately rushed off into a detention area and searched in a room, some other security area of the airport. Ooh, scary. This, that's not good. No. The security agents in the room with us spoke very little English, and of course, being the the Americans we were did not speak we did not speak an ounce of Polish the agents began unpacking our bags piece by piece and asked us to remove our top layers of clothing our sweatshirts and jackets and began expecting those as well the only English word we could understand from the agents conversation with each other was the word radiation over and over again at this point we were both getting a little freaked out we were we were worried we would miss our flight out to Germany and had little to no way of understanding what the agents were saying and what was wrong with our backs eventually a supervisor arrived to the detention room that spoke English fluently. She asked us what we were doing in Poland, how long we had been there, and where we had been during our stay. We told her we were American student we were American students studying abroad that we'd, we'd flown to Poland the day before to visit Auschwitz and that we were now traveling in Germany. She then asked us if we had our bags with us during our tour of the concentration camp, and we told her that we had. She then told the security agents everything was fine and that they could repack our bags and let us go. Long story short, what? apparently Auschwitz is riddled with leftover radiation from all, it's all over the buildings there. Not clear on exactly what was the case, but why, but I'm sure it has to do with at least a handful of the fucked up shit that went on there during World War II. So apparently if you ever set belongings down on the ground or you rub against a wall or simply spend long enough time in certain rooms while you're on the camp's property, you're very likely to pick up trace amounts of radiation. There was enough found in our bags to set off the sensors in the bag scanning machine. No, the fact that we had to spend the rest of the weekend knowing we were dragging radiation around with us was a little bit disconcerting. But besides that incident at the airport, the rest of our weekend was lovely. And we did a deep disinfection clean on everything that we took with us when we returned to our apartments in London. Wow. That's wow, intense. I didn't know that. Indeed. Auschwitz. Uh, wow. What a uh, What a nightmare. What a nightmare all around. I did not even realize that. And apparently the hot dogs, they were awful. I hope so. I actually hope all of the food that Frank they Fiertus. serve at Auschwitz is bad. Frank Fertus. For the tourists. Yep. We also talked about also the Americanization of the word Frankfurter in American. I was actually reading about that. The idea of like the shift from hot dog to Frank Theater was uh, almost an intentional movement. Okay. Because well. of what went on. The, apparently the Germans were doing a lot of weird shit during World War One. Yeah. A weird stuff. And yep. then later on, they did a bunch of weird other stuff. Well, who knows? All I know is, I guess they shouldn't have killed Franz Ferdinand. <laughs> Apparently. I guess so. I actually just saw a picture of his assassin. Assassins always they have were such, children. Well, it's just. They it's, were little kids. I said, well, yeah, little kids, but they were literally like teenagers. It's funny the eyes of someone who had just assassinated somebody because there's so much there because I think a lot of them really do believe they were going to get a hero's welcome. And then there it is always that. sort of turns out that it's not that way. I think there's the hero's welcome complex. I think there's also the straight up, you impulsively do something, not fully considering the implications of your actions. And it's not until you're receiving your mugshot that it's all start. You starting to get it. Wow. What you've done. Yeah. 
Absolutely. All right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Side Stories, and thanks for supporting all the shows here. Get out there. You got to live your life knowing that you have a little Nas X ripoff Nike arriving at your home, and you're about to wear it, and you're loving it. You're yeah. fucking loving it because everybody's going to be like, ooh, is that the Satanist with the most? And you're like, <laughs> <laughs> I am the Satanist with the least because he gives away that which he has <laughs> to keep his territory strong. I That's actually no not true. The Satan, Satanist, con- you know, we constantly guard our things. Yeah. So honestly, if I did have a pair of Satan shoes, you'd have to fucking pull them off my dead corpse. You could argue that if everyone them. was a Satanist, the entire culture would be in total ruins, God. wouldn't you? Well, that's why I think that there should be some pushback and we should start to expand our territory as Satanists to our areas where we live and understand we should be looking to help our communities that's a good in point. order to make it good for Satanists to live there. Well, as I've always said, you are in charge of your own life. Yep. You are your own God, but that requires you to take care of people and also it is in your best interest to take care of of others because also, what goes around does indeed it, come around. And I think that that's the most compelling the most compelling reason for you to do good things is because it does selfishly benefit you. And if you could just fully understand that, that every single time you help somebody else you're helping the, your entire community be, like, we're only as good as our weakest link. Absolutely. So you gotta build up these strong links. And what a fantastic TV Sausages. show that was. Alright everyone, well thank you so much for listening. Hope you're hanging in there. Keep on, uh, listen to Abelgan's Topic this week. We're gonna be talking uh, a little bit more serious subject matter. Not that what we don't talk about this show on, on yeah, the show man. is serious. What are you fucking but, talking about? This is incredibly serious. Yeah, I know the whole thing, but we'll be talking about what's going on there in Minneapolis because it is a fascinating... Yeah. Oh, that's Indianapolis. <laughs> yes, the Indianapolis Raceway. <laughs> yes, we'll be focusing mostly on that and uh, a lot of cars. They go around. I actually... Can we please go to a NASCAR event? You know I want to. Okay. You know I fucking want to. I just want to. want to. I want, like, Oh, yeah, I'll root for a, the men going in a circle. Sure, I don't even know I who to root wait. for. I'm just going to root for my favorite brand. If there's like a... If there's like a... Uh, Nike. Captain Crunch. Ooh. I don't know if Captain Crunch is getting in the NASCAR game. Whatever it is, I'm going to find my favorite product and just root for that product because they're all dressed like... Just, they, like, they Honestly, they're dressed like politicians should dress. Go full fast. of logos. Oh, Also, make sure you check out We Have Classy Night In that is coming out. It is on Last Podcast uh, Network on Twitch, 6.30 p.m. this Wednesday. It's coming out. You probably, I don't know if this is all coming out at the same time. But then make sure you check out all our shows on Twitch yes. slash Last Podcast Network. We are on um, Thursday nights, Saturday, 2.30 uh, PST. Um, check out Someplace Underneath and our new show, LPN Deep Dives Dune. Both yes. of them, if you could go to their individual channels and follow them on Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast for someplace underneath. They would be so grateful. They would be absolutely grateful. And of course, uh, Thursdays, 5 p.m. PST time. I'll kick your ass. He'll Maddie. kick your fucking I'll try ass. anyway. Sometimes I lose, but I'm 10 and 3. All right, everyone. Hail yourselves. Hail Satan. Magustulations. Check under the bed. Check under the bed. Check under the bed right, right now. now. Wherever check you under are. The bed. Check, check under the bed. Right check under your now. car. Pull over your car and check under your car. Just quit driving. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. What do eight bags of concrete mix, a cooler full of 30-pound sea bass, and a 10-inch compound miter saw have in common? They're all things that are easier to load in and out of the bed of the new F-150. Thanks to its new available pro-access tailgate, that's also a swing gate. The new 2024 Ford F-150. 
tough this smart can only be called F-150. Available starting early 2024. Pro-access tailgate available starting spring 2024. Cargo and load capacity limited by weight and weight distribution. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.